Hello. Well, hello, Eloise. How are you this week? Yes, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Well, it sounded (laughs) like you had a little sexiness going on there. Maybe this week. It's nice to have a little. (laughs) What was that? We'll we'll talk in our sexiest voices. Yes, it would be nice. For the whole whole of the podcast. (laughs) Very, very. Radio style voices, right? I know oh, I have my radio style voice from when I used to do radio. Um, Which is? What's your radio style voice? Uh, I'm probably I'm not quite there, but I'm nearly there now. I I speak differently when I'm like recording things, or there's a different pattern to my voice. It's not really that I sound different. I will be slightly deeper. Okay. I don't know. It's weird. Develops. Hello. Hello. Voice chat. <laughs> <sighs> so we're going rogue again this week. We've got no plans of what to talk about. Yeah, I which think is far a good uh, way to put it is uh, we've gone rogue, and I have we've no idea. Rogue. You know, uh, Christmas is coming. Right. Oh yes. Are the geese getting fat? You know, I don't know about you know. <laughs> a lot of people celebrate Christmas even if they're not uh, Christian. Hello, that's me. <laughs> it's a pagan festival, isn't it? <laughs> it is a pagan festival. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> yes. And there's the birds. Bird. The birds like going. Oh, I want Christmas to come. I want my present. Yeah. Yes, baby. What, what am I going to get for Christmas? A new rabbit. A new rabbit. Oh, oh right. Yes. Okay. You know about the rabbit. <laughs> Eloise knows. So, so we've got sexy voice going on. We've got bird. Maybe that's what he wants us to go and uh, yeah deal with his uh, rabbit because uh, he likes to. Have a little sexual pleasure himself. With his it's, it's the, the birds has now hit teenage years. Yes, getting yes. very active. Oh, it's what is it? Because we're talking okay, about it. Okay. We need to <laughs> get oh, that's very loud. And I have no idea how the audience is going to take your loud <laughs> squeaking. Maybe. I said we'd Maybe. go random, but I didn't. I, I can't speak bird. That's a bit too random for me. Well, he has this <laughs> moment during the day. <laughs> Where he just um, does that, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not, and this is a good time. It's like 11 in the morning, I think. Is it the same time every day? Oh, pretty much the same time. He just gets all excited. I used to, my colleagues at work many years ago used to say I had a, I think it was 3.30 moment or 4.30. I forget what time of day it was, but apparently I always went a bit weird for about five minutes. (laughs) About the same time every day. I'm like. What are you all on about? Well, it really is a um, kind of a, a disconcerting thing to notice all the things we do <laughs> that are so programmed, right? Or yeah. we've, we've programmed our bodies and they just they just do it. It's so nice if you figure out ways to break your your patterns, right? Yeah. Break those crazy patterns that we have. You know, even me, you know, getting up in the morning. I do all these little things from exercises, et cetera. But, you know, when it comes to work, it's like sit, 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 sit until I can't take it anymore. Then I just go crazy and start 
kind of moving around and I can't, you know, focus anymore. And yeah, mm. just can't, can't necessarily deal with things anymore. And, uh, you know, I kind of go, well, why are you doing it like this? You know, why don't you figure out ways to, you know, do it a little differently? So it's always kind of a, a quest to break the habits, you know? Yeah. I don't know about you, but um, at least, you know, so the body isn't, that the body doesn't necessarily get into those habits. I mean, I think we contort in ways as well. We contort our bodies. Mm. You know what I mean? In ways that, that kind of match. Uh, what we're thinking? Yeah, or these these habits. Yeah. <laughs> that we think are, uh, are good, right? Oh, look at me. I'm so good at... Uh, focusing <laughs> I'm so good at getting my work done I don't fool around you know and we often often fooling around is a really good thing to do yeah it's you very know. creative to get bored and doodle and have fun it's it, the result is creativity from boredom mm. you get yourself bored but also I'm just thinking of you know just stopping what you're doing and um the things you think are fooling around does that make sense yeah yeah or even just like weird jaw movements or strange but like you said you know you went weird part of the day well sure because the body needs to kind of i feel like it's like popping stuff out right so i've been yeah. i've been sitting here since 8 40 you know this morning and I'm going to continue sitting here for a while. And um, yeah, I can already feel the body going, no, you just need to move around. This sitting here is just awful, right? Um, yeah. And I can't do the standing desk because my body doesn't uh, stand very long. So, you know, movement, this constant movement. Now, even if you're healthy, you need that movement. Um, you know, a lot of people I know have standing desks, which are great. Uh, yeah. But it's movement that's more important because if you stand all day, you know, you can create varicosity. You yeah. can cause a ton of problems in your body that's as well the, from standing. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's not good to stand or sit all day. You need to kind of mix it up. Right. You know, that whole, uh, there was a whole period of time a couple of years ago where it's like, ah, oh, no sitting. Sitting is a killer. But sure it is. Yeah. Standing's a killer. But, you know, you want to have all the, the variety. And I think that's, uh, you know, when you do have a sitting job, you need to have um, you, you need to have that variety. If you have a standing job, you need to sit. I don't know if yeah. I've been a sales girl, you know, but I was and standing, yeah. you know, eight to ten hours all day. Man, not a good thing, especially you know, in in the fashion industry or whatever. And you got heels on. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's not, good. Yeah, it's not good. My when we my parents had shops when I grew up, and when they shut them down, my mom just put loads of weight on because she wasn't standing up for eight hours a day. <laughs> it's like right, yeah, exercise. It's got some exercise to it, but yeah, yeah. So you keep the yeah. same, you keep the same pattern as as you had, 
uh, even though you break a pattern. That's really interesting, right? We break a pattern mm. or break a habit and we're completely unconscious of that pattern being broken and not finding new patterns. How rigid we can be, right? Yeah. You know, uh, I was thinking, you know, I had this surgery um, at the beginning of October and um, mm -hmm. I've lost quite a bit of weight. And, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, it could come back on, you know, or, or stay off. Let's see what the body wants to do. But yeah. I did watch the pattern. I did observe myself and say, okay, so you're not moving as much as you were before. So, you know, be careful what you're eating. And originally I was eating a lot of soup and I, I don't mm -hmm. eat carbohydrates, but that first two weeks I needed to, um, yeah. just to bung up the system because it was just like a, anything I put in my mouth just exited the body. So there was like 14 <laughs> bowel movements in the morning. Yeah. Was like, yeah, well, water movements, you could say. So, yes. so you know, I was like, okay, now you're going to convert and you're going to go back to no carbs. Um, and I and I was just watching that really slowly. So I, I kept some carbs in, you know, and, yeah. I, and I'm thinking I will continue to keep some carbs in. So there's some days I might have very few, but other days where I'm going to have a, you know, a pepper, I'm even going to start to buy like a few little vegetables so I can do yeah. a vegetable stir fry with you know, a little bit of protein. And um, yeah, it's suiting me really nicely. And I'm, and I'm, I'm watching what goes in and how it feels and, you know, what the body feels like. And it's feeling really nice. So, cool. um, you needed the surgery. I, I, I think so. I think that was a long okay. time coming. Um, you've said it to me quite often that I, I, I tend to hold other people's stuff and many practitioners are always telling me, look, you hold other people's stuff. And I, and, you know, when it exploded and I felt in one way terrible, obviously, uh, mm. but another way really good. Um, was it you or was it someone else who was working with me and said, oh, I see this is a really good thing. Oh, it was my practitioner in South Africa, Cal Caroline Davy. Mm. She said, this feels like a good thing. And, you know, it just felt like I was really clearing out stuff from from other, other people. Not my own stuff, too, but mostly that yeah this needed to go and um yeah we don't really want those kinds of things happening to us for us to break patterns but sometimes it has to happen sometimes yeah. it's out of the way yeah and i just looked at the patterns and i said okay just observe them no pushing or forcing or trying or you know it's like okay just watch what's going to happen watch um what effects things have on you just observe and i love it because the act of observation is all i had to do <laughs> and i i have shared with everyone you know that i had uh, so many eating disorders as a kid and um mm. as a kid you know I, it lasted really long <laughs> it was it's definitely <laughs> most of my life and you know i i still have remnants of it as memories, but I'm looking at it going, okay, that's just a memory that has nothing to do with you now. 
now you're observing what is the best thing for your body. So it's so different than what are ways to force my body to do something. You know, so even if I had put on the weight right away, or I don't know what I would have done, but I did say to myself, well, whether it stays on or uh, stays off or the weight has to come back on, we're going to just work with that as it is. So I, yeah. I find it interesting. Not, not that at this point, well, anything could happen. Um, but I, I just keep looking going, well, just observe and see what works nicely. And it's interesting because... Um, I really haven't had cravings. You know, I've been very strict with my diet to help heal the gut. But I say very strict, meaning the diet's very limited, but it hasn't been difficult at all. Uh, mm. You know, eating the food that I'm eating, that's not been difficult. Uh, what has been difficult is sometimes the food that I'm eating is not working in my body. So the difficulty is, what should I eat? So this surgery, uh, you know, brought up, hey, you need a little fruit once in a while. You need a little of your yogurt once in a while. You need, so, so I haven't been as strict. Yeah. Uh, meaning, I, I shouldn't say strict. The, the diet has been limited, right? So to no carbohydrates. And, and, you know, you put a little lettuce in there. It's really not much of a carb. Lettuce and cucumber, mm. really not much of a carbohydrate. Now, my husband uh, can survive on that. Um, and he does really well. Like the more he does that kind of diet, he gets healthier. Mm. I obviously didn't. <laughs> I came to the point no. where my <laughs> appendix exploded. So it was a real kind of, right. So maybe yeah, you need... So yeah, maybe you need to do something else. So I notice my body craves things um, yeah. like an orange or um, a dried fruit. It's so fascinating because before, if you added any type of carb to this diet, I would go whack up like a complete loss of control and consume mm -hmm. everything. Now it's like I can have one thing. Now people might look and go, oh, yes, of course, that's, that's what we do. But if you've had de heating disorders, you know very well, that's a difficult thing to come to. You have to have a lifetime of eating disorders and then to come to a place where you can have one thing, like a few uh, prunes, let's say, in the yogurt. That's it. That's, that's yeah. like a whole new world. That's just not. Yeah. Have a that's tiny awesome. little bowl of yogurt instead of sitting with the container and seeing if you can you know, uh, eat less than half, right? <laughs> uh, these are things that, that were very difficult. You know, they're very, very difficult. It was always denial, whereas now it's like, you can have anything you, you want, I guess. I don't even yeah. know. It's been a long, a long journey, but I'm just sharing the, uh, the act of observing and seeing what we need. And, you know, the craving comes. It's not a doorway that opens up anymore that says, okay, now I'm having the craving and I'm going to follow it and just consume every bit of it. Now it's like, okay, there's a craving. What is it that you need? Mm. And find out. The, yeah. It's following that, that craving as well, because your body needs things. And if you just listen to your body, it'll tell you exactly what it wants. 
And I do want to clarify that when the eating disorder strikes, you could have a craving for something and the minute you hear, well, you have a craving, so your body needs it. It could open a doorway that is unending where you just eat it all. And that is, that is a problem that, well, takes a long time to, to um, shift. But slowly yeah. when you shift perspective on like number one, is you are not eating or not eating because you're in denial and it's willpower. Also yeah. losing weight. You know, one of the things uh, my brother said once is weight loss is not an achievement. And I was like, you're absolutely right. It's not yeah. an achievement. I mean, if, if, if someone who's really, you know, had experiences with weight gain and weight loss go up and down, up and down, up and down, it's not an achievement. If you think it's an achievement to lose yeah. it, then you'll gain it again so you could have your achievement. It's ridiculous. So it's yeah. not an achievement. It's like, wow, I've achieved that and I've used my willpower. No, it's not willpower. Uh, most people will tell you that uh, dieting, when you're really good at dieting and you're, you're apparently strong, it's because you're completely out of control. Mm. And, and it, the, the dieting part is it is a crazy maniacal loss of control and you're just not eating because you've lost yeah. it. Uh, when, you, when you start to uh, look at, you gotta have a different relationship with food. Um, you gotta have a different relationship with yourself and that relationship is more, um, you know, what does is, what is my body need? And it begins to allow you to find out what you need. You know, because people who are have eating disorders, they, they might not even, and I'm talking from personal experience, you you can't enjoy anything. Everything is about your body. Yeah. Everything's about what you're eating. There's nothing that isn't involved in what you're eating. You know, you, you go to a course. Uh, you might focus on some of the coursework, but the rest of the time, it's all about your body, avoiding the snack time people, you know. When people go to courses, you're, they're eating snacks like crazy and you're walking around avoiding, you're avoiding your breakfast, yeah. you're avoiding your snacks, you're avoiding lunch, you're thinking about, is my belly sticking out? Do my pants fit properly? You know, what, what, am, what am I wearing today? Let me avoid now the next snack, uh, lunch and the next snack. And, and then it's like, okay, it's dinner time. I'm allowed to eat something. What am I going to eat? Um, yeah. Your whole life revolves around it. And uh, uh, their shame when you put anything in your mouth, complete shame. So yeah, it's, it's a very interesting thing to shift all of that and start seeing I'm hungry, so the body needs food. Yeah. What fuel does it want? Yeah. You know, and uh, being able to say, okay, I've got enough things in my fridge that work really well with my body. And it's finding out what works well. You, you know you could like pizza, like, I like the taste of pizza, but I don't like the result. It makes yeah. me feel horrible. I love chocolate, but after I eat it, I don't feel good. I feel inflamed and swollen and all this kind of stuff. Not dark chocolate, but it's not necessarily something I enjoy. Like, I can take yeah. it or leave That's it. So why bother eating something you could just leave, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, it's really 
knowing the result and after effect of what you are eating. And it's tough to kind of go, okay, let me eat one piece of chocolate and see the result on my body. Oh, I can handle that. So I know what to do. But yeah. let's say you, you have lunch and then a little bit of chocolate after and you feel like garbage, you know, because it does feel like garbage. You do feel like, well, that's my experience. I feel like just a garbage heap because my body is unable to, to work with it. That's my body. My body yeah. doesn't like too many combinations at the same time. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of different regimes out there that show you, you know, don't combine too much food, you know, in your meal. Don't, um, don't eat, don't, don't snack. Have a digestive period of five hours where you can digest. Yeah. Um, you know, and then that, of course, there are some people who are grazers and that works really well for them because their metabolism keeps burning, I would say, you know, when I see grazers and they're, you know, trim and fit and feel good and have good digestive systems and they're, they're fine. They just graze. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, everybody's different. And, and also like, I find my body changes from like day to day, week to week, month to month and what it wants as well. There's also the cycles, right? Yeah, so we get in habits of eating for a while, and that serves me. And then I'm like, no, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> like the, you know, something changes. Yeah, I'm an extreme person though, too. You like, are. I, <laughs> yeah, really extreme. I mean, I can eat like one food for months and months and months. Just and months. broccoli. Just broccoli for months and months and months. I can do that. You know, now I'm a little bit more versatile, but I, I mean, there was a time I ate just broccoli oh, okay. with lemon and oil for a really long time, you know, just by heads of broccoli, wow. um, you know, and, and uh, yeah, it's such, um, you know, if, if anyone's listening to this that does have eating disorders, uh, it's, it's hard to figure out what your body needs but it is such a discovery. And not only do you discover what your body needs, but you start to learn about what you need, what you need to pay mm. attention to, right? You know, when you're, when you're worried about your body uh, and how it looks, um, it's your perception of how it looks, but it's kind of like pleasing the world around you. So you, you ignore yourself and beginning to focus in and seeing what is my body like you know and it's not what you think you like or the taste buds like it's what is my body like how does it feel after you start to um discover what you want as well in life mm. and uh yeah a whole new journey. it's an exploration it really is and what is this whole experience here anyway it's one big journey right yeah. one big adventure and yeah, sometimes on the adventure you meet cyclopses and beasts and you <laughs> know, hydras and, and the furies and yeah, sure, you're going to meet them. And most of them are in you, but you're going to meet them. And yeah, we've got to battle them. We've got to figure them out. And you've got a long time to do it. I mean, obviously it's terrible when someone doesn't have a long time here, but 
most of us have a long time. And when you do go through suffering, it feels really long. Like I can't tell you how long this month was. Yeah. You know, the first you know, the first two weeks of recovery it was just so long. Like long. <laughs> I thought it was never ending. And yet, you know, I worked and I was like, oh my God, I haven't worked. And I'm like, my God, you worked, you know, two days after you got home from surgery, right? Yeah. <laughs> I already started like, working. Yeah. And then there were days I couldn't, and then days that I could, and it's like, hey, you know, uh, you're doing a lot, woman, and you don't even know it. But yeah, yeah it was a big adventure, and then things started recovering. These these long years of, um, you know, having this pain in my legs, you know, it's been a really long, long time. It's very interesting. So suffering really <laughs> extends time, I think, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's a big journey we're on, like a big one. And it's figuring out, figuring out who figuring we out. are, which is basically who we are not, right? Yeah. All right. I think that was intense enough for today. So, yeah. Nice short so. one, but chock a block. You might want to listen to it a couple <laughs> of times. Yeah. The last two, this one and, and last week, mm. you know, it's chock a block with, with difficulties that we go through, but some little solutions and, you know, one of the things Eloise said last time was that we don't know what we're doing. I think I do know what I'm doing here. And that is to communicate, um, you know, different perspectives yeah. and, and just, you know, kind of fly in the face of what everyone thinks is the truth. Not that everything yeah. I'm saying is the truth, but at least giving that sense of perspective and supporting people in making changes and healing in their lives. I, I really feel like that's, you know, something that I've always wanted to do was just help everyone. And I think that's what I'm doing. Um, of course, I'm doing it through my own healing, right? I'm, I'm the one who's doing it. And you are too, obviously, Eloise. Um, mm. I don't know what your intent is, but definitely mine is to bring bring something that tells you what you're doing isn't necessarily the truth um and isn't wrong your and, thinking isn't wrong or or your thinking is wrong yeah uh, or but thinking is, is, for me it's the questioning it's making people question things yeah looking or just looking at it from a different perspective mm. right and that does the healing if you can move and it doesn't have to be right or wrong yeah. Yes. No, it's it's not about whether your perspective is right or wrong. It's just okay. Here's the one you have. Is it working for you? Yeah. You know, um, even though you feel like it keeps you safe because you're staying, the example you gave of the bus, um, you're going to hit someone and they stay in their house, just because you think that that there's a bus that's going to hit you, um, you end up living your life imprisoned. So, yeah. yeah, I'm keeping safe from the buses that are out in the world or even the <laughs> other people that are out in the world. But I'm, yeah. I'm not really safe because now I've got this life that is constantly looking at danger. So, no, it mm. doesn't actually work, right? Mm. Right? Yeah. And, and that's what we really need to look at. Uh, avoidance is not the solution. People think it's the solution, but if you really look at yourself honestly, avoiding things does not solve it. It is only an avoidance. Yeah. 
So what we're looking at is, hey, what are different ways of facing, dealing with, not coping? And yeah, that to me is what we're doing here. In whatever mm. way, whether it's silly or funny or serious, we're just working it this way. All right, my love. I'm going to let yeah. you go. Okay, take care. And, lots of love. Uh, yeah, lots of love to everyone. Have a great one. Yeah. Bye.